Welcome to the Relatably Awkward Podcast. This is your host, Cora Kane. Today's subject is focused on flustered first dates. I know I mentioned in the first podcast that this was going to be a topic of discussion. Well, I want to bring to you today a few of the first dates that I've been on that didn't quite go smooth, or even slightly smooth for that matter. These were highly bumpy, highly awkward, and highly laughable, if I may add, first dates. So if you're ready to cringe and you're ready to laugh with me, please hop on and listen to Flustered First Dates. The first date I want to discuss is one that happened relatively recently and man, I cannot stop telling the story. So. I thought I would share it with you guys because I feel like you would find it pretty funny. So let's just say Tinder dates are never quite what they seem until post-date. I arrived downtown and we met up. This Tinder date I have never met before. This is our first time ever seeing each other. And I notice he has his hands behind his back, which A, could mean he was going to murder me, or B, he had something for me. And it turns out it was B, he had something for me. We had no inside jokes to go along with a bunny or flowers, but he insisted on giving me both bunnies and flowers for our first date. Now, this wasn't one of those first dates where we talked a lot beforehand. We maybe spoke for a week and then went on this date. So there wasn't a lot of history to back it up. My whole body, I know, had to have turned red as he pulled the bunny and flowers from behind his back. I awkwardly accepted with a, thank you. Not quite sure what to do from there. So he makes the decision. Let's take it back to your car. And again, my brain's thinking, oh God, he's gonna murder me. No, Cora, you're in public. He wouldn't do that. Anyways, that task is done. And we arrive at the restaurant. We get in the restaurant, everything is fine and dandy. We're talking. And then I realize something quite funny. I'm actually not doing a lot of the talking, which is very rare because I'm a little chatty. But I realized I wasn't doing the talking. And the reason for that is this date would ask a question as if, what were your hobbies? Or what do you like doing in your free time? Or what's your relationship like with your family? Any of those things. He would ask, I would go to say, and the question was turned to him. He didn't even give me time to answer. Now, explain to me 
that that is not awkward. I hadn't caught on to it until probably 30 minutes into the conversation, and he doesn't seem to realize what he's doing. The day continues. It's okay, but he has a few moments that really just push my buttons. He was a bragger, and he didn't really care what I had to say. He wanted the adoration on him, which I cannot deal with that. Oh my goodness. Anyways, I don't want to badmouth the dude. He's a kind person. He's a good dude. Just not my type. So, we're finished eating. He decides to flash his billfold full of $20 bills. Don't really even know where those came from. Don't really want to know. So, we decide to walk downtown. And we're walking. We're talking. Mm, He's talking. And... We'd barely walked, we'd barely seen the downtown, and he decides we need to sit down. We sit down. He asks if he could put his arm around me. So, people, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, where somebody will ask permission to put their arm around you to kiss you. It can be sweet, if thought out and not explained awkwardly. He moves his arm across to my shoulder and pulls me in. And at this point, my neck is creaked. It's awkwardly on his shoulder, but not quite on his shoulder. I don't even know what to think of it. This whole time, I'm feeling completely awkward. I don't even, I don't even know how to act, what to say. But he fills in the place where I don't have anything to say by saying, I don't have you, but I'm already afraid to lose you. Y'all, this was a first date. Your girl was freaked out. Who does that? I giggle again and and follow with a thank you, as I did earlier with the bunny and flowers. Well, I could tell the date is quickly coming to an end as we continue to walk around, but it starts raining. And to some girls, this may be sweet, And, again, he's just not my type. He decides to take his shirt off and cover my head with it, which was a sweet concept, but at the end of the day, we weren't that far from the car, and I just really wanted to get to my car. We finally get to my car, and I'm just overwhelmed with the sense of wanting to exit. I wanted to exit, I wanted to get home. I wanted to just be at peace in my own space and not think about this date that is happening. Well, I arrive home and I'm all of a sudden overcome with this fear that, man, what if there's a camera in the bunny? And get it, this was a big bunny, about half the size of a human, so easily could hide a bunny inside of it, right? My fear begins to escalate, but I decide to leave the bunny in my kitchen facing the wall. So, even if there is a camera, it's just going to see the wall. 
But I've seen enough scary movies and then read enough horror books that my brain is racing. I leave it for one night and I decide that the next move is to just let it go. Let it go, not think about it. It's not, there's no camera. It's fine. Well, I'm cooking and I, and I feel the bunny behind me. I just feel it. And I decide, man, I have to do something with this. I have to do something with this. I have to. I look at it and I text my neighbor downstairs and I say, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor and it's going to be a little awkward. He says yes, but with um, some hesitation. And I explain to him the date, the bunny, the camera. We meet downstairs. I show him the bunny. And he says, girl, there ain't no camera in here. But in the back of my mind, I knew the reason I wanted to get rid of it was because I feared that if I threw it away, it would haunt me for the rest of my life. I know, I know, a little crazy. But again, scary movies, guys, scary movies. Well, I ask my neighbor to throw it away for me. And he explains to me how, Cora, I've just seen you in so many interesting situations. How do you keep doing this? And he explains, you need to make a podcast about all this. And that's where the inspiration for this relatively awkward podcast come from. So I just want to do a shout out for him. And he may or may not be coming on a podcast soon to talk with me about some awkward situations he's been in. So, I just want to finish that first date off with be leery if someone brings you something like that on a first date with no inside joke or any of that. It's a lot. That was my first experience. Now, I will explain to you one of my second worst dates that I have been on. My neighbor I discussed earlier has had to experience some very interesting things with me. The second date is one of them that he saw the beginning of and continues to make fun of me to this day about. I met this person through a mutual friend and he seemed like a very sweet guy and he is a very sweet guy but like I said not my type. Kind of still trying to figure out what that is but I definitely know what it's not. So on this date, when he goes to pick me up, he stops in the middle of the road. I am downstairs on my porch talking to my neighbor and a few of his friends as all of this is happening. They witness it and experience it with me as my face turns bright red. Who just stops in the middle of the road? Ugh. Anyways. As he stops, I walk down the stairs to let myself in the door. Not only does he stop in the middle of the road, he decides to get out of his truck and walk to the door and open it for me. Which the concept is sweet, but in reality, 
it's cringy. I step inside the truck as I drive away, watching the faces of my neighbors and his friends as I drive away to this, what was known to be an extremely awkward date. He doesn't know where we're going and I don't know where we should go, but he makes the final call and we go to a pretty nice restaurant downtown. They have music playing, the food is great, but of course I had to run into people I knew. Always, as every story goes, we had to stop, I introduced, and felt extremely awkward the whole time. We decided to sit outside, and I feel the fresh air, and I'm relieved that I'm outside because, I mean, easier exit, right? As we sit down, he asks if I want something to drink. I politely say, no, I'm okay. He again asks, are you sure you don't want anything to drink? I say, no, that's okay. I really don't. This is our first date, people. I don't really believe in drinking on a first date. I don't know that person. And I'm not comfortable with them enough to do so. Now, to each their own. But that's just personally how I feel. I have to refuse this man another four or five times. And as the waiter approaches, I went to say, no, I don't want anything to drink. And I get rudely cut off, may I add from my date. He says, she'll take a sangria. Now, the look I gave him could have killed. That's not a saying. If looks could kill, he would have been out. Anyways, I turn towards the waiter and I say, sir, I do not want anything to drink like unlike what my date has said. I do not want anything to drink. Now, awkward tension is just dangling in the air between us. He tries to hold my hand, but I can't help but pull away, which, to be honest, is probably more awkward on my half. And it is definitely not going well, but I'm not sure if he quite comprehended that. We're sitting there, we're chatting, we're eating, and may I add, I was eating as fast as possible to make sure I could get through this date as quick as possible. We're eating, we're talking, I feel uncomfortable, and the night goes on. We finally end up eating, or end eating, and we walk away, and of course we had to run into more people we knew. I knew the girl, and he knew the guy. He volunteers us for a double date with these people. And when I say I know the girl, I barely know her. But anyways, he volunteered us for a second date as he puts his arm across me and says, yes, let's go on a second date. I look over at him not knowing what words to say, if any, was necessary. And I stare off into the distance and think, how, how did I get myself in these situations? What am I possibly doing that can get me in these situations? These are two different kinds of dates. One from Tinder, one from a mutual friend. A date has to go well, right? And then I think, wait, is it me? Am I the reason these dates aren't going well? Am I the awkward one? And I can probably say with about 90% honesty that I probably am the reason it's so awkward. 
and I'm learning to embrace that, and this podcast helps me air that out a little bit. To finish off the date, nothing much more occurred except as soon as I saw my apartment, I unbuckled my seatbelt, and I swear, probably not, but felt like before the truck could even stop, I exited. All of that to say is, dates can be so awkward. I just wish that the dates weren't necessary. I could just be comfortable with someone whenever I first see them. But we all know that's not the case. And I just want you guys to realize you're not alone. If you have an awkward date, if you have an awkward story, if you have something you want to share with me, please reach out and help me feel not so alone in this world of dating that just happens to be so cringeworthy sometimes. Help me not feel alone reach out through my Instagram at the collective Cora, the collective Cora spelled T H E C O L L E C T I V E C O R A, the collective Cora. Um, follow me if you would like and reach out with your awkward stories and maybe I can have you as a guest. With all that being said, Have an awkward and lovely rest of your quarantine. This is your host of the Relatably Awkward podcast, Cora Kane. Thanks, guys.